to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoy Jr. from the Community Church of God, and we thank you for letting us join with you today. And I'm Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. And again, we consider it an honor and a privilege to be able to, to speak into your lives, speak the Word of Faith. We declare that it is the Word of Faith which we bring forth in Jesus' name. Well, we've been uh, speaking on the subject of uh, Romans 12, 2 and 3. It says, uh, I beseech you, brothers, by the mercy of God, that you present yourselves a living sacrifice, yourselves holy and acceptable living sacrifice unto God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 3, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Again, this is a verse of scripture, like all of it. You got to continue to to feed on this, feed on this, and so you can get all the understanding out of it. And again, God desires that... Uh, our minds, we be transformed by the renewing of our minds and that our minds be renewed by the word of God. And everybody needs the word of God. Everybody needs the word of God because the word of God is good. God is good all the time. So he wants us to start thinking like him. When we start feeding on his word, that's what I call it, feeding. Because Jesus said, those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. So I want to be filled. So uh, as we feed on his word and then faith comes. As you feed on his word, revelation or understanding comes as you feed on his word and transformation comes as you feed on his word. You'll start thinking and acting like him. That's what Jesus uh, desired that the disciples do that were walking with him in ministry. Because when they didn't come up to his standards, he would always bust them out with this. Oh, ye of little faith. Well, what he was saying is, you guys have been seeing, hanging around with me for three years. You see me do all this stuff, all these things, healing and multiplying food, raising the dead, casting out demons, and the list goes on and on, forgiving people. And he says, I'm the sample son. I'm the last Adam. I'm what the first Adam messed, messed up, and I want you guys to start acting like this. And you were saying earlier that we need to start declaring that we're more than a conqueror, and that's what... We need to renew our mind to we are who God says we are. We have what God says we have. We can do what he says we can do. And Jesus said this, if you confess me before men, and I will confess you before God and angels, meaning basically, and confession means to say the same thing, homologia. So he, Jesus said, say what I say. Speak like, like I speak. A lot of people think it's just confess Jesus. Yeah, I confess Jesus. No, confess means I'm going to say the same thing Jesus said. And that's what, and Jesus spoke the word of God. Jesus said, I don't say or do anything the father didn't tell me to do. So we're supposed to be acting like him. And that's where transformation will start. And that's why Jesus said, repent 
and believe. Well, Scripture says in 2 Corinthians, we believe, therefore we speak. You have to speak that you're more than a conqueror. Well, see, we've got to get a revelation of who we are. Mm-hmm. The, the, the people of God need to get a revelation of who they are, fresh thinking about who they are. In, in Romans chapter 8, he says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And it is so important for us to, to realize that that's true. Before the broadcast started, we were talking off the air about the fact that this is why we live so below where God wants us to live. Sometimes we just don't believe that. In our Bible study last night, we were talking about the idea that there are a million things to, in the world to worry about. If we wanted to worry, we could find all kinds of things. You got to worry about terrorism. You got to worry about what's going on in Iraq and Iran and Afghanistan. And you got to worry about who's going to get a nuke. And we got to worry about famine and all kinds of things. And then you get a lot closer to home and you got to worry about your job. Do you have a job? Are you going to get a job? Are you going to lose your job? And your grandkid going to get be able to find a job or your kid's going to be able to keep their job what about my house payment i mean there somebody's sick somebody's hurt there are literally a million things that you could worry about and if you do not believe that god is going to work all things for the good for those who love him you can worry all of the time But when we take a scripture like that and we hear that scripture and we really believe it, we take it into our heart, we let it transform our mind to where I really now believe that God is going to work all things for the good for me because I love him, then I'm going to live in a completely different way. Now, yes, there are a million things that I could worry about, but I'm not going to because I know that God is going to work all things for the good. And I love it as he goes down from there in verse 31. What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? If you could just get a revelation of that, that God is for you, and who can be against you when God is for you, it will transform hey, your life. I got a rev- I have a revelation of that. <laughs> and again, and it's all about meditating on God's word. He told Joshua, you know, if you meditate on my word day and night, you will make your way prosperous and you'll have good success. And then over in Psalm, I mean, uh, Psalms 1, he says, blessed is the man who meditates on the word day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of living waters uh, who brings forth his fruit and whose leaves shall not wither, but bring forth his fruit in its season. And whatever he does shall prosper. So it's all about, and you'll prosper in every area of your life as you meditate on what God said, because God watches over his word. Again, in Revelation, it says, and Jesus shall be called the word. So, and Jesus said, the scripture says, looking unto Jesus, the word, the author and finisher of our faith. In Colossians, it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. So you, a lot of people don't want to take time and do this. They don't want, they all meditate and meditate and it's just thinking on. And another word for thinking on you can worry about stuff so you can worry or think on the bad stuff or you can meditate and pop and think on good stuff and god's word is good so as we meditate and think on what god said it transforms us and it transforms your believing system and the scripture says in proverbs 23 7 as a man believes or thinks in his heart so is he so as you start meditating on i'm more than a conqueror guess what so are you. And that's the mystery of the kingdom. 
It's about seed time and harvest, taking the word, which it says in Luke 8, 12, 11, that the word of God is seed. You got to take the seed and plant it in the good ground of your heart. Yeah, clean out some of that old stuff, uproot some other stuff out of your heart, plant the new seed in, allow it to grow up. And you do that by meditating day and night. And the word, because it's living and powerful, it'll start speaking to you. It'll tell you what to do. It'll tell you who you are, what you have, and it'll change your whole image. And again, we as God's people, we can do very little for God if we have the wrong image. You can't go in and take have vic victory with a grasshopper image. You got to have image of king, like King Jesus, well, we our elder believe brother. believe what God says about us. Right. You got to believe you're more than a conqueror. God, right. God says to us that if he's for us, who can be against us? Do we really? See, and, and I like what you said earlier. See, we can hear that with our head. We can read that. Can and we can here. think that. Yeah, that sounds good, and not believe it, not put it into our heart and actually well, believe it. Well, we can we can hear it and we say, you know, that sounds good, and I wish it was true, or we can actually believe it, and it's going to change our. Well, life. like you said, a lot of people have head knowledge. Well, you got to have heart knowledge. The scripture says in Romans, "With the heart one believes." I'm paraphrasing, and with the mouth confession is made. So all the believing takes, even when you get saved, it's if you believe in your heart and confess your mouth to Jesus, Lord, you have to, your mind may not understand it, because guess what? Back to the Romans 12, 3, your mind has to be renewed. Your heart is the receptor. Your heart is the ground for the seed. You have to just receive it without logic or intellect, because the gospel is not logical saying by his stripes I'm healed, and the doctor just told you hey, you got cancer, a doctor will laugh you right up out of town. That's not logical. But, but again, part of our message, being transformed by the renewing of your mind, the just shall live by faith. If God says you're healed, guess what? You need to agree with God, and that's what you start meditating on, and that's what you start declaring or confessing until it lines up. Yes, you still go to the doctor. We ain't saying because God gives doctors wisdom. He gives them knowledge to perform surgeries and do what they do. But Jesus is the healer. <laughs> By his guys, we are healed. He's yeah. the healer. So you have to still acknowledge God in all your ways. Well, see, we've got to quit putting the doctors and other people in the place of God. The doctor says, well, you have to take this pill the rest of your life. And we just say, okay, we don't even think about praying and asking God to heal us so that we don't. It's interesting you say that. I was with somebody yesterday and they said the same thing. Well, the doctor said, I have to take these for the rest of my life. And I'm thinking, well, what did Dr. Jesus say? I thought he said he's redeemed you from the curse, and by his scripture you're healed. Again, this person I'm referring to, I know they don't meditate on the word day or night. Because if you if you meditated on God's word day or night, your mind would be you will be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You will start speaking in line with what God said. But see, what happens is we, we put the doctor in the place of God, and he said, well, we have to well, take this. Well, and well, we never even go to God. But, I know lots of Christians that never even go to God to ask him, to heal them because the doctor said that they'd have to take that pill. Well, well that's what Paul was meaning when he said, don't be conformed to this world. The world squeeze you into its mode, and then they got all these television commercials that tells you that this pill would do this, that, well, and half the other. The, half the commercials on TV are some kind of medication. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> and they tell you, you got to have this because it'll do this, that, and other. But then again, if you're really spiritually um, discerning, Read the fine print when they tell you it may cause this, that, and the other. It <laughs> no, has more other elements. Well, half the, other com right. half the commercials about what it could do to you. Right, right. So just go ahead and rely on Jesus for healing and say, okay, God, I'm going to trust that by Jesus' stripes I'm healed and that 
you're going to heal me. Well, especially if you're a Christian, because it's all in the scripture, especially in the New Testament. God, Jesus was healing people left and right. Then he told us to go out and administer the same thing. But you and I both know that there are Christians who think that the healing and all these things that took place in the Bible were just for the Bible times. That it was just well, well, for we are, we're still time. in the Bible times. But I mean, there, you, you know, <laughs> we've in, talked before. There are Christians know, who actually you. believe that was for that, that day. That was for then. Yeah. That Jesus isn't doing that anymore. He's not healing people anymore. Well, but you know what? The Bible says say, he's the same yesterday, today, right, and right, forever. Right. And for the people that say that, I'm gonna say the devil is a liar, and his pants is on fire. <laughs> he's a liar because. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And here in God, I like the latter part of uh, Romans 12, 3. It says that you may prove what that good and perfect and acceptable will of God is. God says, I'm going to allow you to prove what my will is. So basically he's saying there's going to be some manifestation of what I'm saying. And again, the word of God is seed, and, and the fruit is a manifestation of the seed. The word of God is referred to as seed. Well, a seed is supposed to produce something. Well, the word of God produces too, in the heart of one who believes. Right. And we believe, therefore, Falls we speak. Falls on the good ground, it produces a harvest. Yeah, yeah. And, and Scripture says in First Thessalonians, it says, "The word which you heard, you received it not as from man, but as from God." That and the word works effectively in those who believe. It's still about believing. If you don't believe the word will work for you. You're right. It won't. You You're won't right. even go to God. <laughs> right, right. But hey, if you believe the word of God, that's what this broadcast is about. Take night your faith on fire. If you believe the word of God will work for you, guess what? You're right. Because if you can believe all things are possible, according to your faith, be it unto you. And we can't ever forget those two verses. It's all about according to your faith, be it unto you. And if you can believe, all things are possible. And, and here's one more. With God, nothing shall be impossible. Right. See, and that. Those are the three main ones. That's what we have to believe. If you don't believe that, if you don't believe that with all with God, all things are possible, you're not going to go to him when you think something's impossible. <laughs> yeah. This this relationship <laughs> is too far gone. There's no well, reason well, to Well, let's back to Hebrews 11, 6. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Those who come to him must believe that he is well you're not going to be healed to buy him if you don't ever go to him you got to go to him that's the first step you got to <laughs> right go. yeah, the first step is you got to go <laughs> you got to go you know, then when you go you better go you better go believe it don't go in doubt because he said let that man think he not receive anything from the lord so you got to go in faith you got to go believing everybody that came approach jesus approached him in faith well you don't go to him if you don't have faith right see but well, well, if, well, oh, but here's, if, here's a revelation that's maybe that's why they go to the doctor they go in faith, believing well, that he is the, the doctor's going to do something for you. Most people believe the doctor's going to do something for you. And Jesus is their Lord and Savior. Now, well, once again, him, we're not saying God. never go to the doctor. We ain't saying that. But don't, let, just saying, don't put the doctor in the place of God. Seek ye first the kingdom. And, and, and that's God's way of doing things. First, seek him through prayer. Pray. Lord, I, I see this thing didn't attack me. It just snuck up on me. But in the name of Jesus, Father God, I'm believing... For healing. In the name of Jesus, I lay hands on myself. I anoint myself with oil. You know, that's the way kingdom folk operate. And that's what the Bible teaches us. That's what Jesus was teaching us, how to, to rule and reign in life, how to ha take dominion over anything. That's what Adam was supposed to do. And Jesus came to restore us back to that. Again, we have to get the revelation of, we got to get a full understanding of why Jesus came. 
And the scripture says in 1 John, for this purpose, the Son of God made manifest that he may destroy the works of the devil. You know who brought in sickness, poverty, and death? The devil. The curse. Yeah, the curse. And Jesus came to destroy it. The scripture says in Galatians, Christ has redeemed us from the curse. You need to declare that. I've been redeemed from the curse. No weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. Any sickness, disease, germ, virus, or allergy that touches my body dies instantly. Why? Because my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, and that stuff don't have a right to encroach upon the temple. Well, in you know, Jesus' back, name. Back in chapter 8. <laughs> Romans 8 again, he says, who did not, he who did not spare his son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Healing. Do, do we believe <laughs> Great that? Great help. Do, do yeah, we believe that? I mean, this is, I, I talk to Christians all the time. They live in fear. They live in depression. The Lord they, is not giving they, us the spirit they, of fear, live, but love, power, and our sound they live mind. In meditate on that. And yet that's not what God wants for us. He, he says here, He's going to graciously give us all things. Do I really believe that? Once again, if I don't, boy, I could worry all day long. Well, okay, first I, I can Peter, list things for you to worry about. In First about. Peter, he said he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. All How things. will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? You just got to ask. Just like a child. A child comes to his parents expecting Believing, expecting, and, and they'll get on you for not having it in a timely manner. <laughs> but I mean... <laughs> What do we really believe? What in our heart do we do? I really truly believe that God is with me, that he'll never leave me, that he'll never forsake me. Do I really truly believe that he is going to work all the things in my life for the good? We were talking before we came on the air. You know, a person might feel like they're supposed to go to Mexico on a mission. And man, all their neighbors and friends are telling them, it's too dangerous, man. There's people getting killed in Mexico. You don't need to go anywhere near Mexico. You know, it's a bad place to be going. Do I really believe that God's called me to go there? If I really believe that God has called me to go there, then he, I believe that he's going to work all things for my good. No matter what happens, he's going to work it for my good. Well, because But if I don't believe that, well, I'm going to listen to my friends and neighbors and say, man, there's no way I'm going. Well, again, it's back to meditation. If you've meditated on the scripture, the truth, Jesus said my word, a spirit in there, a truth. If you've meditated on the Lord has not given me a spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind, well, that's enough to empower you to go forth. Because the scripture says you have faith as a grain of mustard seed. All you need is a little bit of word because it produces. It's living and powerful. You just need a mustard seed of faith, and God can do some miraculous things in and through you. So step out. Remember, Peter stepped off the boat. The rest of the guys stayed on the boat. And Peter did his little walking on the water, but he, he didn't drown. You know, we didn't have, they didn't have to bury. Peter didn't have a funeral at the sea. You know, Jesus still reached out his hands and, and, and helped them. And that's, that's how God is. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. But he wants us to step out and only believe. That's all we have to do. Believe what the word says. Put that word in your heart. Start believing it. And yes, the devil's going to send people in your around you to try to discredit the word. Because the Bible says he's the accuser of the brother. And some of them may be your family members. Oh, and most of them are going to be your family. And most of them are going to be good intentions. Yeah, yeah right. Well, because they don't know. They're, they're, the, the Bible says the, mind, the, the God of this world has blinded the minds of those who believe not. First of all, they don't believe Jesus Christ is Lord because they haven't received him. So they're totally in the dark. Or they could be what the scripture refers to as carnal Christians. They got saved. They got fire insurance, but they don't believe another word in the Bible. And the scripture of Paul relates them to the natural man. 
the carnal Christian. He said they're just like the person that's really not saved because they have no revelation. It's because they didn't take time to study the word. The Bible says study to show yourself approved, meditate on it. They don't do that because they're too busy seeking after other things. Remember over in Mark, he talked about the, the heart condition. And one person, he seeks after the deceitfulness of riches and other things creep in and, and steals the word that was sown in their heart. So you got to protect the word. Well, you know, earlier you're talking about the scripture that we're to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. What that really means, the implication there clearly is that before our mind was wrong. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if we need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, that right. means our old mind was wrong. Right. You and have so to accept if, that. If, right. If my old way of thinking, right. my was, old mind was, was wrong. wrong. Right. And now I need to be transformed. I need well, to be renewed well, here's to the, a new way of thinking. So the scripture says in 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man or woman of God may be thoroughly complete, lacking nothing. So if you're thinking it's wrong, you need to make the correction with the word of God. And that's going to be profitable for you. But again, a lot of us don't want to take time to do that because we're too busy chasing everything. We're watching all these other shows. We're doing this. You know, we're going after... And we're not even thinking we're being evil. We're not thinking we're doing wrong. We're, it's just easy. It's it's right there in front of you. You well, just well, well, go we got, through your day. Again, the God of this world, he's still working his system. And he wants you to agree with him and act on what he wants you to act on. God wants you to agree with him and his word and act the way he wants you to act or decide. Because it's all about decision. It's all about your free will. Do you will to believe the word of God or do you will to stay where you are? And you know what? Staying where you are is really comfortable. Oh, it's it takes easy. no effort. Hey, there was a book not too long ago. You know, you're talking about Peter stepping out. There's a book a couple years ago. If you want to walk on the water, you got to step out of the boat. It is easy to just stay in the boat. And a lot of people just want to stay in the boat because it's comfortable. It's familiar. It right. takes no it's effort. Easy. And I've done that before. I can just sit in the boat and take it easy, and I won't have any problems in my life. I won't have any worries. I won't have any fears. And people think like that. And it's, What is the story about the frog and the, the bullfrog? And they were going to, you don't throw them in boiling water because if you do, they jump out. So you turn the water on and you heat it up slow and they just don't even know they're in there. And that's the kind of what the devil does to us. Mm -hmm. He just slowly lets us just soak in a nice, warm, comfortable zone that we're in and just go through life and never even think about anything else. Well, that's what Paul was saying. Don't be conformed to this world. Conform means to be fashioned, to be shaped. And it takes a while to conform so the devil's working as soon as we get born, when we're born into the earth, he starts working on your right then. And that's why you got to get born again and got to be transformed by renewing your mind because he's been working the systems, the system he already has set up, and he has people in those systems working for him. And, and it's to shape your thinking, your believing. Believe this. And then Jesus comes along with the truth, the word of God. He says, repent. Means come back up to a higher level and believe this, the gospel, the well, good we're, news. We need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. We have to completely change the way that we and, and, think. And again, Jesus said something about this kingdom that he was bringing. He said, it's inside of you. Well, that's the word in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Let the word of Christ dwell in you. It's in you. So 
as it's in you, you have to allow it to come out because the scripture says out of the abundance of the heart, ooh, what's been deposited in your heart in abundance, it says the mouth will speak that. And we know we understand we're on a word planet. This whole planet is governed by words. If you don't believe me, go back to Genesis. Right, God, spoke. God He spoke it, and He, and he told. And the word and, the and, world G, and then became. He, he went. He called Jesus the Word, and Jesus was the Scripture. I would say, if you say, that's what a blessing. A blessing is a spoken word over somebody or something. So again, that's the way we're made, and that's the way we got to continue to say what God said about us. And, and here's a key. You know, we talked about this a little bit in our Bible study last night is that how easy it is for us to say, well, nobody's perfect. You know, I, yes, I fall short, short of the mark and you do too. And other people do too. And nobody's perfect. And I have become more and more convinced as I get older that a lot of Christians use the I'm not perfect and you're not perfect. And none of us is perfect as an excuse to continue to do what they're doing as an excuse to continue to sin, as an excuse to not let their mind be transformed. It's almost as if, well, we don't even need to worry about it. Jesus actually meant it. God meant it when he said that you need to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. He meant that that you should, but he also meant that you could. You don't have to live where you are. You don't have to live with fear. You don't have to live with worry. You don't have to live with those things. That you can believe what he says, and have your life changed and have your thinking renewed. Amen, amen. It's interesting you say about perfect because I was just reading uh, this morning in Hebrews 10, and the, my Bible has subtopics in it, and this is what the subtopic says in Hebrews chapter 10. Christ's death perfects the saints. Oh, that's good news. Yeah, it's not our righteousness. So yeah, 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 right. Christ's death percent. So we are perfect, it's, and it concludes, I'm paraphrasing, it concludes that we're perfect in God's sight. Right. And that's all because I need. Because of Jesus' righteousness, right, right. not well, our own. That, well, that's all I need. I can roll with that. I'll receive that. I've received that as right. good news. That when, because prevents. of Jesus, when God looks at me, I'm perfect. I'm perfect. So I can roll with that. You look at me and I'm not. Well, no, no. But see, when God looks at me, I am. Of, yeah, well, man, you, when your relatives look at you, they see you all kind of Oh, man. But, but, but if God be for me, that's who all I'm. Who can be against me? But I know my God. And, and the scripture said, those who know their God shall do mighty, many and mighty exploits. So it doesn't matter what other people think about me. It basically matters what God thinks about me. Right. He sees me as perfect. And I'm, I know he's going to work all things and, for my good. And here's another thing about a mature believer. We're not men pleasers. We're God pleasers. Well, we can be, but we shouldn't be. Well, I'm a God pleaser. You know, because I know men will lift you up and they'll, they'll kick you down. Oh, but, well, see, that's one of, the, one of the great things about people is we yeah. love to put people up on a pedestal yeah, kick and then down. kick them out. Right, right, right. They'll kick you when you're down. But God loves you always, and that's that's the good news. He loves us always. Well, again, this is going to do it for this uh, episode of Faith on Fire. We pray uh, and hope that this broadcast has been a blessing to you. And uh, we just want to leave you with these last words in 2 Corinthians. Keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, 
P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.